That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go, I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Lloyd is on the IR this week, but we are not doing this solo. There is a man next to me. State your name. Hi, everybody. Jay Armstrong here. Welcome to welcome back to the podcast. It's been uh, it's been a season. It's been a season. You're not roasting the Steelers this time. You t- I think you, like every time we like uh, try to book the season, you're like, I want to roast the Steelers and Big Ben, but. I, I, I hate the fact that I just called him Big Ben. Yeah, man, it didn't sound like it came out the right way. Nope. Just like, <laughs> I want to roast Ben Roethlisberger, that piece of fuck. But now he's not here anymore and we got to roast Kenny Pickett. But, yeah, you have like a natural hatred of the Steelers, I feel like. As does as do most Bengals fans. Yeah, you know, my hatred of the Ravens is, is growing exp- really? exponentially, man. Their fans are way worse than Steelers fans ever were. Is it because and, of the, the war room groups, or is it just because... Of- yeah, it's it's how cocky they come across, right? Like, the fans, like, they act like they're owed, like they're in charge. You know, like... Yeah. You know, fans in the, in the different AFC North groups... You know, they're one game ahead talking about how they run a division and everybody needs to bow down. It's like, dude, you're a game ahead. Like you're not anymore. Yeah, now you're tied. You know, tied. You have the you have the Sunday night advantage because you won a game at home because Lamar and Justin Tucker came in at the right time. Yeah, I mean, they have more divisional wins too, and they beat us directly. So they would, if the season ended right now, they would get the tiebreaker, but. The season's not ending right now. Not it's not going to happen. You know what not I mean? So, there's no point in talking about that at this point in the season. What scares me, though, is that um, the uh, the Ravens have a piss-easy schedule. The Bengals have the exact opposite. Well, yeah, we went to the Super Bowl last year. They finished the season in the basement of the division. So, yeah, so, yeah they're going to have the easier schedule. But I don't think there's anybody that we can't beat. I say we, they, the Bengals, I'm obviously not on the team. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, there's not a... I don't think there's anybody that we can't beat. There's not anybody that we haven't beat ahead of us. Like, the Bengals the Bengals right now can compete with any team in the league. Yeah, I think I think so. You know, and uh, we may not have won the Super Bowl, but we kept our team. The Rams can't say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Rams, like, lost Cop. They lost Allen Robinson for the year. They lost Daryl Henderson. They released him, and the Jags immediately picked him up. And then uh, OBJ, yeah, OBJ and Andrew Whitworth. You know, Von Miller. Yeah, 
Their team is gone. They they fucked off a decade for last season. They have Aaron Donald. That's what happens when you make a deal with the devil, man. Yep. He yep. comes to collect. Yeah, dude. <laughs> when you make a deal with the devil, he comes to collect. Fuck, I might steal that. I mean, I didn't make it up, so feel free. No. Oh, my God, of course. That's like an old country saying, man. No shit. Um... But dude, um, it's exciting times, man. How have you been? It's been a little bit. What are you up to these days? Uh, mainly just working in the vape shop, you know, uh, doing comedy, doing shows, uh, when good ones present themselves. You yes. Know? Uh, I just had opportunity to work with uh, Chris Weir and, and Gabe Kia and uh, Phil Pointer and Osia. Osha uh, Dwyer. Yeah, and Dennis Piper for, on a gig that Dennis put together. So that nice. was like a super quality gig to to get to do and yeah dude so i i just i haven't been chasing it like i like i was before the pandemic you know what I, mean? yeah. I, I like being home with my family yeah dude. so i've gotten the opportunity to opportunity to do a bunch of like real nice cool local gigs and then yeah uh you're just like you have the luxury of like you've been doing it probably what like 13 12 13 years uh just yeah, it was just 12 i think yeah, 12. So you have the August. luxury of pretty much doing it, like, whenever you want. Kind of. I mean, if I decided that I wanted to do a show tomorrow night, like, I could maybe get a guest spot somewhere, but I couldn't just get booked. Yeah. You know, you know so... I, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a more relaxed kind of deal. I've been working a lot at the shop, and... Yeah. Uh, trying to get some new stuff going there we uh expect medical cannabis to pass in kentucky in the next year yeah uh, ohio still can't get that because as chad daniels says the voters are boring ohio has medical now or no like they have medical they can't get recreational right right but so we don't have anything in kentucky now and the owners of the shop that i work for want to open one up so we've been doing a lot more like research. a dispensary or something yeah and uh so we've been doing more research because we think we do the, the vapor stuff right. We don't sell any of the brands that have irresponsible labeling or any of that. We educate our customers pretty strongly. and uh, Saying like, hey, this is what you're putting into your system. Right, yeah. The focus is on reducing the amount of harm caused by cigarette smoking. Uh, yep. And so we think we do it the right way, and we think we would do a medical cannabis dispensary the right way as well. Yes. So we're going to get into that. And uh, But yeah, so other than... Uh, Doing tons of research, working in the shop, getting ready for new yeah. transitions and that. You know, the things have been good. Thanksgiving was good. How was your your Thanksgiving? It was a good Thanksgiving. I just uh, I got I had a, a couple Thanksgivings. My uh, my dad got a sweet deal, where his uh, my stepbrother, my stepmom's son, he lives in Florida, and they offered to like put him up and like like last week for Thanksgiving. So we postponed our Thanksgiving to tonight when we record. Which also happens to coincide with my dad's birthday, so we went over, did a little celebration. I happened, I did a little laundry at my dad's place because my, uh, the laundry, the washer dryer at my place is um, quarter operated, and getting quarters is a pain in the fucking dick. I mean, you could just go to the bank. Yeah, true. I mean, it's still a pain. I don't know that it's that big of a pain, man. Yeah, it's it's. It would definitely be easier if you could just tap your card against the machine. Yes. Oh, yeah, we don't have that. I wish we did. But, nah, I, uh, I got to Thanksgiving with my mom and then went over to um, friend of the pod, John Holmes' house, for a little Friendsgiving. Right on. And then tonight had Thanksgiving with my dad. 
We're here now. Um, I'm, I'm all about multiple Thanksgiving. It's so it's, nice. It's my favorite meal, dude. I love stuffing. I love turkey. I'm like mashed a, potatoes. Yeah, dude. I'm a fat guy, so me I, too. I am a big fan of fat guy meals. I am. Uh, I've been calling myself Fatletic recently. Fatletic, because you work out, but you got some chub. Yeah, it's like a dad bod thing. Plus, I also like I play baseball recreationally, and I have a. I've been saying recently, I have a strong arm, which I believe is different from a good arm. Because <laughs> so, like, I can throw it two hundred feet, where it ends up remains to be seen. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Like I've thrown guys out at home, but I've also aimed for home and hit the dugout. Yeah, that's not that's not a positive quality to have. No, as, it's as not. A ball player. You're. A, I mean, they stick me in right field for a reason. I'm not a baseball analyst. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's probably. Yeah. Probably not a good quality to no. have. But I've been like, I've also been like pursuing. I've been talking, talking about talking to Lloyd about this. I've been pursuing stand up a lot. Like I've been. Um, like I closed out the program last night at Go Bananas, and I uh, have never had a crowd turn on me. Never, quite like they did. Okay, okay. there's a qualifier to it. <laughs> yeah, because like Jay seen me for years at the Jay saw me for a long time at the Thompson House, and the Thompson House was like when I near when I started stand up. It was. I was actually booking a, uh, a show at Tickets when you started. Staying. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the first time I met you, man. You were this super young. You were a lot chubbier then. Yeah. Uh, didn't you didn't talk at all, really? Because I might have been just nervous or something. Cause yeah. I, I was just starting. Yeah, and you were a kid. I was nineteen. Yeah, you were a kid. That's a, that's a kid. Yep. You're a kid now. How yeah. old are you? Thirty. God, I have known you for too long. So is everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I watched you grow up. Yeah, a lot know? of people did. A lot of people did. 30 still seems like a kid to me. It but, is. But I'm an old man. I'm 43. I just turned 43 in November. Nice. And uh, I don't like being old. I'm a grandfather. Which yeah. Is, which is... Uh, grandfather of a three-year-old. Yeah, I want it to be weird, but I'm old enough to be a grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wanted it to be some, like, family tragedy that caused it to happen. But no, I'm just old enough. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, like, I just look back at the Thompson house and just, like, man, I always say I had some really good sets and some really awful sets there. Everybody did, man. That was a, uh, that was not an easy room ever. No. Ever. Uh, and you never lit anybody. So I, I always tell people, I once saw Bruce Leonard do... 30 minutes. In the middle of an open mic, yeah. I know. Dude, I let Jonathan Caldwell do 45 minutes to open one once. <laughs> that is very funny. I mean, he even told me that's what he wanted to do, and I was like, go for it, dude. Did it piss everyone off? No, because it was, uh, th- there was snow, there was something to where we were actually, like, postponing it by, like, an hour. Okay. And, uh, he was like, do you care if I just go up and do 45? And I was like, nah, man, go for it. Caldwell is like one of the most interesting people to watch. I like John. In I this, do. I he's growing on me. Like especially like his style and like him being around. Like is he like he wasn't around for a little bit. Well, he moved to Pennsylvania to Philly. Yeah, and then he just wasn't. And he just came back just randomly and just 
He's been like... I haven't seen him since he's been back. I gotta run into him. I'm gonna have to start hitting some open mics just to run into some old friends. Yeah. Uh, but man, Philadelphia is a city I didn't like at all. I've never been. Man, everybody, like they call it the city of brotherly love, and I didn't realize that that was meant to be like sarcastic. <laughs> I thought like people were nice there, and they are not. Oh, it's like Philadelphia. It's like um, it's like my beloved Wire Team sucks series. Someone's like, I want to raise my child to be a a value productive member of society. I also want to raise them to be an Eagles fan, and I realize those are, those are two directly yeah. opposite paths, Mut- mutually exclusive no. uh, from each other. But this is the only place I, dude, I got heckled there, be doing a mic check. What? Dude, so the show wasn't even started. Some people ended up there super early. And uh, the event staff let them in, and I'm, I'm in, it's this really cool, like, round, like, theater room. And uh, so I'm in the middle, and, I'm, and I've got this wireless mic, and I don't like wireless mics. And so they were doing a sound yeah. check. And I'm just up there, you know, check, check, one, two. And one of these ladies was like, uh, hey, are you the comedian? And I was like, yes, ma'am, but this isn't the show. And she goes, oh, hell no. Nah. And they got up and walked out. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not even running jokes. Like, how are you going to be upset with me? Like, think that I suck because you don't like the way I'm doing the mic check? Like, I shouldn't even be the one here doing a mic check. I mean, like, you should be out barking for barking for free tickets. That's what every comic does. Isn't or that right? in the back nervously eating cheese. Yeah. You know? uh, What's, do you have, like, a nervous, like, pre-show ritual at all? Or do you just... No, dude. I like to show up and just go. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I, I listen. To, I listen to music, you know, before yeah. before I come in. You know, I always crank up the volume in the Jeep on my way anywhere. And if you listen uh, to like a lot of metal, I assume. Yeah, a lot of deathcore. Yeah, like like super or, or like slam or like groove metal stuff that is kind of bouncy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that has so- like a flow to it instead of, or something real rhythmic. You know? Yeah. Uh, or sometimes I listen to hip hop, something, anything that's like bouncy, that's like upbeat. You know yes. what I mean? That gets me going. Uh, but uh, I, I used to listen to like exclusively like uh, the heaviest shit I could find, like Despised Icon or whatever. But sometimes the mood doesn't always like, call for that. Um, I mean, I hate to sound like cliche, like a Cannibal Corpse or no, Cannibal Corpse is is they're real fast, but they're not like heavy. You know, and I, to people who aren't fans of heavy music that probably sounds like a ridiculous thing to say but uh but like if you look at like pantera like they were like the pioneers of of the of very, like groove, very, metal. groove metal yeah and so it is kind of groovy it's kind of bouncy torture killers like that but they have more of a death metal edge to them yeah uh, emur is like that but yeah. they're uh i guess you would call it deathcore i don't i don't know uh there's so many cores the lyrics are so whiny that I don't want to call it deathcore, but the style of music, I, I would almost say, is deathcore. But you call it "I long for deathcore," because <laughs> right? It's so fucking whiny. Yeah, Frankie is. Uh, I probably shouldn't talk shit about Frankie Palmieri on a podcast about football, but uh, yeah, all the songs are about how he's a victim. Like that's so annoying. Yeah. But, but like the music is great. Yeah. Uh, Animosity is another one that was is real good. But they're. Uh, very heavy terror, mad ball, that kind of stuff. A lot yeah. of hardcore, a lot of metalcore, a lot of deathcore. I have like I've always been drawn to metalcore because like I love the intensity, but I also love like because I've I've sung my whole life, so I've I've always been drawn to like a clean, powerful vocalist. 
Right on. I can dig that. And metalcore is very crisp. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of technical, real, uh, real clean guitar, guitar riffs. Like once you get into like deathcore or hardcore, it's a little sloppier. Yeah. Uh, stylistically, uh, and, and like effects wise and guitar tone wise, like in yeah. metalcore, like the guys from Trivium, like all their, all their tones are like super, super They're crisp. polished. It's like studio polished. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is going to sound, I, I hate this, but it's also like, it's basically like my intro to metalcore was Avenged Sevenfold. Right on. Yeah. They used to be a really good band. And then they just like, they went very pop. They did. Yeah. Then they just like, and I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's like super snobby. Like let those guys get their money. You know what I mean? I'm cool yep. with it. It's whatever. Uh, you don't got to play the same kind of music over and over again. And, you know, outside of times when I'm getting ready for stuff uh, or, like, trying to get amped up to deliver a performance or whatever, like, uh, I listen to a lot of, like, Irish folk music and Americana now. No shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, a ton of Americana and bluegrass and shit. Yeah, dude. Like, I used to work at a, a bar up in Franklin, Ohio. And, like, it made me, um, it was like, I ran karaoke there for a little bit. But it made me appreciate old country. Oh, dude, I like a lot of old country. Like dude. Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. See, I'm like, Johnny Cash got ruined for me by like modern Johnny Cash fans. Yeah, but like like uh, Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings stuff was great, dude. It was real rocky and bluesy. Old Hank, uh, Hank Senior, Hank Junior, Hank the Third, all three Hanks. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm a fan of that. I grew up listening to country music, so like I've seen Hank the Third three times. Uh Great show every single time, but I've been listening to a lot of like Devil Makes Three, Old Crow Medicine Show, dude, uh, the Pioneers of the Wagon Wheel, yeah, right. Uh, and it wasn't even really like it was part of another song that was already written by somebody else, anyway. Uh, yeah, but now it's the most annoying song in the world. Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> it's so annoying. Fuck, you're right. Uh, and then like uh, Days and Days, they're like a punk bluegrass band. Okay. They're really good. I like them a lot. I've been listening to them a lot. Amigo the Devil is great. Uh, we just saw him in Louisville not too long ago. You and your lady? Yeah. Nice. I mean, I really, dude, he stole the festival. I mean, it was That's a awesome. it was like a metal festival, but like Amigo the Devil come out and they, dude, they just stole the entire day for That's real. So fun, dude. Their set was probably more intense for me than Slipknot, who played the same day. I feel like Slipknot can also occasionally get poppy as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Their newer stuff. The newest newest record is actually really good, but there was a couple in the middle that had some of that pop, more radio-friendly yeah. type feel to it. But again, let those guys get their money. They all have side projects where they do the music that they want to do. Corey Taylor has two fucking bands. Uh, and he does guest vocals on a ton of stuff. And then I think he has a rap album. Are you kidding me? Dude, Freddie Madball from Madball has a rap album, and it is terrible. Oh, I it bet. It is so bad. Because he's like this 50-year-old New York hardcore dude. <laughs> but he's DMS, right? Like, that's the crew that they roll with. And they got, like, Danny Diablo and all these other rappers. Yeah. Um, there's so many um, There's so many guys out there. But speaking of uh, all those guys out there, dude... We got some guys to talk about. Would you like to get to them? Let's do it, man. What the fuck happened last week? These fucking Bengals. Yeah. They uh, pulled off a huge statement win. 
I think so, man. Especially being without, you know, Chase and Mixon. And Mixon. That's, uh, you know, Burrow came out. Burrow gets accused of being cocky a lot, right? And he recently came out and he was like, I am who I thought I am. Like, like commenting on not playing with Chase. That Dennis Green quote. It's like, they are who we thought they were. Right. We lied about the hook. Right. And, God rest his soul. But so, so yeah, it was nice to see a, a little bit of that. I, I like a little smack talk. Uh, yeah, because when Ted Karras was like, uh, what did he say? <laughs> up, up yours, Tennessee. Something like that. Fuck you. <laughs> Man, right up so yours. Fun. That's what he Something said. Something like that. But pe- a lot of Tennessee fans are like kind of bitching about that. Yeah, like, the NFL is so full of trash talk that get like, mad, stay mad, die mad, something like that. But, Dude, I got banned off of Facebook one time for saying that. <laughs> stay mad, die mad. Oh, because you can't tell anyone to die. Right? Yeah. No, it was harassment and bullying. To who? I don't remember. It was an NFL group. Dude, the last two years, the only bands that I've gotten have been out of NFL groups, <laughs> specifically AFC North groups. Yes, dude. Uh, I um. I posted uh, one of my favorite arrests of all time, and I think it's one of the funniest quotes I've ever seen. You know Robbie Anderson? I do not. He was a receiver for... He currently plays for the Cardinals, but he was a a Jet for a little bit, then he was a Panther. When he played for the Jets, he got arrested and told a cop he was going to find his wife, fuck her, and nut in her eye. Oh my god. Which is so funny. I mean, it is. It, you definitely shouldn't say that to a police officer. To a cop. You should never say anything to a police officer, but of the list of things that there are to say, that is at the very bottom. I, th- I do like that you just implied that you have, like, a list of favorite arrests. Because you said <laughs> it was one of your favorite arrests. Like, that's one of your hobbies, is just looking at I can't, I can't definitively say it's my favorite, but it's it was some wild Florida shit. But then, that's just been, that was so fucking funny to me. But, all that aside, like I said, what were we talking about that led us to Robbie Anderson? I don't, I don't know. You, you went there. Uh, oh, the trash talk. And like, oh, get trash talk, People bands. in Tennessee being, not, being happy. Yeah, they're fine. Um, but in Nashville, which, as I always say, saw it on Twitter, it's Wakanda for white women. I'm not wrong. Nashville is a cool town, man. There's it's a lot of so good cool. music. There's a lot of good art, but and there's, there's music a, everywhere in, in Nashville. Yeah, and there's a lot of good music in Nashville. There's a Bash what, Pro Shop pyramid. It's one of the largest <laughs> pyramids in the world. It's so ridiculous. And watching the Bengals win in Nashville, honestly, music to my ears. <laughs> Had to segue into that. It was a low, for the most part, a low-scoring, grinded-out, ugly win. Yeah, man, I'll take them however we can get them. Yep. Burrow, just to rattle off some statisticos, Joe Burrow, 22 of 37, 270 yards, one touchdown, two. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. It was a beauty. It was a beautiful touchdown. Just kind of lobbed it up there on the right side. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan. We got some shit to talk about him. Uh, 17 rushes, 58 yards, and a touchdown, in addition to four receptions for 35 yards. So, a lot of Bengals fans want to see more out of P. Ryan. 
I do now. I didn't used to. I used to hate when they put them in, dude. Yeah. I used to hate it. It's just like, what are you doing? You have a very talented three-down back who can do anything in Joe Mixon. Right. And but now... P. Ryan's so- really showed out, though. Like, yeah. this year, he's done great. So, I, I take back every bad thing that I ever said about Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, he... I mean, he's, like, given blocks when you need him to. He's stepped up in the passing game. He's stepped up in the run game. He fucking stiff-armed the shit out of a Titans play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome to watch. So, what do you think as far as, like, the timeshare between Mixon? It's like, because Samaj has obviously earned some touches. Because Mixon outside of his game against the Panthers has been mad this year. Yeah, you know, it's been uh it's been a weird year for Mixon, right? Like so the first few games it was like he wasn't even in. And that's kind of what gave P Ryan the opportunity to kind of show out a little bit, I yeah. think. But cuz P- this year at the beginning of this year people didn't guard P Ryan the way that they guarded Mixon. Yeah. You know, they 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 did, they would let him through and then Mixon showed up and started playing hard, and then he got a concussion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the last few games, Mixon really showed out. So I, I think now that it's, I think it's a threat no matter who is back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, and now with this, you're going to keep both of your running backs fresh. Yeah. Like, Mixon's not going to exhaust himself. P. Ryan doesn't have to exhaust himself anymore. Like, you now know that Mixon and P. Ryan, who were teammates in college. Right. Like That uh, seems so crazy because Samaj P. Ryan looks like he's about 47. Trent Irwin looks like he's in his late forties too. Man. I know, and it's awesome. I thought so. I didn't. Re- I didn't know much about like his background at all, and I mean, so I still I, don't I saw really. the article about where he got the game, his first game ball ever. Oh, he's like hugging it. And yeah, shit? yeah. And so just based on how old he looked and like was holding it, I was thinking he was like this this guy who just was forty years old, been in the league forever, and never got a touchdown. Yeah! You know what I mean? And then I read it and it said he was like twenty six or something. I was like, man, is this guy drinking Flint, Michigan water? Like why does this dude look so <laughs> rough? And I know I'm not supposed to be making fun of the Bengals. I'm supposed to be making fun of the Chiefs, but Which man, we will do later. Uh it, it, yeah, it just blew my mind that he was as young as he is. Um I always say and this is this is kind of relates to what you said, but like kind of in a different way. My favorite thing to watch in football by far is the big man touchdown? Yeah, yeah, like when a uh, like a defensive line lineman will get a fumble and run it in. It's the best. Watching them try to dance, and oh. like one of my favorite plays of all time, from like a highlight reel slash blooper perspective, was when Mark Brunel was playing for the Jags. He threw a check down. The defensive tackle Keith Trailer picked it off. Ran sixty some yards. And he is running, like, it's instinct. And the co- the commentator and play-by-play guy are laughing their asses off. Yeah, that's great, man. I always think that those guys end up like Kimbo Slice after his last fight. <laughs> where Rogan was like, how do you feel? And he goes, Joe, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> God rest, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo was a, was a legend, man. He was so fun. Um... There's so much, but, but yeah, I like I said, I think I think P Ryan's earned some touches. I think so too, man. I, I I get excited no matter who's back there now, and especially well. Now you have two weapons in the running game, and now like with with Higgins, with Boyd, and the big one, 
Jamar Chase is coming back. Yeah, dude, I'm psyched for it. I'm wondering, especially since I have him in, in my guillotine league, and I really, really want to start him because, like, if because like last year in the regular season when he played the Chiefs, he had, if I'm not mistaken, eleven receptions, two hundred and sixty-six yards, and three tutties. Right. He blew up. Yeah, I don't know that they'll let that happen again. Uh, but if they don't, if they if they double up on him, then Boyd and Higgins have have a field day. Which you also can't go man coverage on T. Higgins either because T. Higgins is a contested catch machine. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. It's nuts the stuff that he pulls off and he never ever like tries to like back off from the fight over it. You know what I mean? Like if you're there and he's there, he does he doesn't care. He's going for the ball no matter what. In contested catch situations he reminds me of D Hop. And he reminds me of AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're both super tall, you know, long-armed guys. Yeah, so who that, can make any catch you sure. need them to. Like, their catch radius is fucking insane. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. But, it seems otherworldly sometimes. Like, superhero-type yeah. shit to me. Like, that catch he had the Jets, which, against the Jets, that was not a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Which, it was like, there was some rule about how you have to, like... If you're it, facing backwards, your heel has to touch inbounds. If... I hate when Bengals fans bitched about that. I mean, I get it. But if that same thing had happened to the Jets that yeah. game, Bengals fans would act like they knew that rule that their Forever. whole fucking yeah. lives. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I mean, I didn't know that that was the rule. Specific. Me There's a lot of real technical, specific stuff to NFL rules that sometimes you don't know about until it makes you incredibly angry. <laughs> Dude, uh, one of my favorite shit posts I ever had in Hootay Nation and this was a complete shit post, and I talked about this with Lloyd. It worked beautifully in my favor. I I hate, and we were talking about this before the podcast. Like I hate when people um, say the NFL's rigged, right? Because they only say it when, when something doesn't go their way, <laughs> right? Right. So a call went the Bengals' way last year when they played the Broncos. And then I posted, that call went the Bengals' way. The NFL is rigged. And people went off on me. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. I'm like, I knew what I, I knew exactly what I was doing. I had no idea that people would be like, this is the best thing ever. Right. I loved it so much. But, dude, so I'm wondering how Jamar, when he comes back, how it's going to go. Because I, I think it could be 50-50. I if you're going to throw him out there just to be a D, like, you're not going to throw a superstar receiver out there just to be a decoy. No, they don't. I don't think they intend him to be a decoy. No, but there's if they're going to, but if, it, if, if a team doubles him, then you've got Boyd and Higgins. Yeah. You know, so you have, like, you have to utilize Jamar when the defense is caught off guard. Oh, for sure. Like if 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 it just happens to end up that Jamar's in man coverage, exploit that man coverage. Oh, all day. And then if he's doubled up, where, where if he's got like a cornerback and a safety on him, you got three guys up the middle: Higgins, Boyd, and Hurst. Maybe mixing out of the backfield. That could just open the game wide open. The Chiefs are and the Chiefs don't have all that great of a pass defense. Yeah, I. I mean, it's pretty good. It's it's not the best in the league, but it's... I mean, it's not terrible. Like, Trent McDuffie is, like... It's not Ravens level. Like, Trent McDuffie was a defensive back that, like, just kind of fell to them in the draft. Mm-hmm. 
and he's been doing okay. Yeah, the Chiefs aren't exactly the same team that they were last year either. So one of the things that I think is going to make us, that's going to be a positive for us, is they don't have Tyreek Hill. Well, with that, though, Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He is, but they still have Travis you know Kelsey. who he's throwing to. Well, they still can't stop him. Yeah, I think teams have been, uh, I think they've been too afraid to double him too much. Yeah, because then you have... Because then you open up the field. But when you had Tyreek Hill the previous year, that's way more dangerous to them than it is now. Yeah. You know, I say I say spend more focus on, on Kelsey. You have to. Because if you don't stop Kelsey, he's going to burn you. Yeah, yeah. The dude is a monster. He plays his heart out. We were saying uh, before the podcast, if there was if there's one player drafted in the 2010s that I will guarantee makes the Hall of Fame that isn't a quarterback, it's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. He's been unbelievable. I was looking this up today. I was talking my friend, with my friend Robert, who's a Chiefs fan. He's and this isn't like, oh my God, Mahomes, let's be a Chiefs fan. Like he's been a Chiefs fan, like in the Jovan Belcher days, right? But a stat I found, Travis Kelsey's worst year with Patrick Mahomes and his best year with Alex Smith, exact same number of receiving yards. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It was like last year. Mahomes is a smart kid, man. He's super athletic. It's hard not to like him. Like his family's terrible and annoying. But him specifically, dude, he's a super likable dude. He's the Steph Curry of the N- of the NFL. I, you know, I think him and Burrow have a lot of qualities, like in how they carry themselves and how they talk to people and talk to fans and stuff. Like, yeah, they're very, very likable dudes. Burrow is, or, or even Mahomes. I, I think Burrow is. I think they're kind of they're similar, but they're different. Like Mahomes is like he's very affable. He's very, he's just like this easygoing, seemingly small town kid. He's out there doing state farm commercials and shit. Yeah, right? Always smiling. But Burrow is just like, he's likable in a way that's like, oh, I know I'm the shit. And I'm like, if you give me like a, if things are like laid out, which a decent amount of time they will be. I'm going to destroy you. Right. And I love that about Joe Burrow. He's my guy, and I'm happy he's here. <laughs> Same, dude. But, I mean, like, I'm happy Jamar is back. I hope they exploit. I hope they use the shit out of him. I hope Burrow targets him. I'm not expecting a target every play. Because it's like, the Bengals yeah, are like... can't do it every play, obviously. But, no. Yeah, no, I think he'll get his share of uh, attention out there. I mean, of course, like, if you have one-on-one on the outside, definitely, like, I think, well, I mean, I think this is usually the case, but Burrow needs to make Jamar his first read. Like, just make Yeah, I think he is. I think he he, he, he he already is. He usually is, which, I'm just here trying to make painfully poignant but obvious points here. I think we should make water wet. My take on that is, I don't think water is wet. I think water makes things wet. I think water is wet, man. It is wetness in and of itself. Just like my ex-wife. Okay, that was fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We digress. We digress. Uh, I wonder how much of the mic is 
picking up. But, so like we said, how do you beat the Chiefs this weekend? Because they have a very okay running game. Pacheco's kind of coming up here. Man, the last couple weeks, that man has been looking like Superman out there. Yeah, he's good. He was a seventh round pick. It's so hard to get him to the ground. Yep. It's insane. He's a, I mean, he's a good downhill runner. He's a fresh running back. Like, he's a rookie. He's been, he's excited to be here. He's like, he's one of the, he seems like an underdog story. Where he was like a seventh round pick. He got here. He's like, man, I like, this is my chance. I'm not going to fuck this up. And he's not fucking it up. I can tell you're a fantasy player, man, because you are so deep in like all these stories. And I just like watch football. Yeah. <laughs> I am deep into fantasy. I am very deep into it, and I love it the most. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to be, to me, it's, it's all on the defenses on both sides because both teams have a, uh, an, like, the strong point is the offense. So I, yep. I, I think defense is going to be key. I actually think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game. You really think so? I do. I think I think both teams have focused on defense over the week. Uh, well, yeah, because both offenses are so yeah, insane. It, yeah, both of them are. I mean, it, I mean, it could be a crazy high-scoring game shootout but I, I think it stays low i think it uh i think there's a lot of frustration and a lot of field goals oh i wouldn't be surprised at that i think the world wants to see a shootout and honestly i kind of want to see a shootout myself yeah i mean obviously we want to see jamar get a thousand yards and have joe you know 800 yards passing crazy Something record-breaking stats fun you know. shit but uh no, I, I think uh, I just want to win. To be quite honest with you, yeah. But but it it'll be on the, it'll be a game of defenses, you know. And, yeah, it's and fo- like, football defense? in general is a game of defense, but uh, I think especially so because both teams have just relied so heavily on offense, and more specifically passing. Yeah. That we're just like, all right, what do we do here? How like, how do we? It's like the modern NFL. Like we were talking before the podcast. Like it's a game of quarterbacks. Yeah. Because, like, the quarterback is so protected that it's allowing quarterbacks to thrive. Yeah, that's what I mean. chuck the ball downfield. The, the current class of quarterbacks, just the, the starters, it's just nuts right now. Well, one, you still have Brady playing. Now he's not playing at the level that he was. Not nearly. But, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Bur- Burrow. Josh Jim, Allen. Lamar Chase. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah. Ugh. I almost said Jamar and had to stop him. I've been up for too long. Uh, Me too. But yeah, there's just so many... Uh, Stafford's is, is hurt, but uh, he's still playing. I mean, there's just so many incredible quarterbacks right now. I, I definitely do attribute that to the fact that quarterbacks are so protected. They are. And and so it's, it's allowing these guys to stay healthier. I think we've had a lot of quarterbacks that are as good as that are playing now, but they didn't have very long careers because they got hurt. Um, I'm trying to think of some exa- Andrew Luck, right? And RG three, which I love. RG three's through life on Twitter. Kaepernick too. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that wasn't it. Wasn't just the injuries. It was that one thing. Well, no, it was the injuries first, though. Yeah. Like, so when he had his controversy or whatever, he wasn't a starter. Because he had cause... his controversy, then it was bl- he was blenched for Bang. He was benched for Blaine Gabbert. And, you know, that shoulder was just never the same. He looked kind of like he was sketched out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And after you have that kind of injury, like, because I had a full race rotator cuff repair, you know what I mean? The anxiety that comes from that's pretty strong. Yep. Especially, I can't even imagine what it's like for a guy whose multi-million dollar livelihood is on the line. Yep. You know? Uh, so, I mean, I don't I don't blame those guys that, that didn't keep playing or couldn't play up to that level or whatever again after they got hurt. But I'm just glad that Burrow did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But not to mention with Kaepernick. You know what, Jay? He hurt. He hates America. <laughs> yeah, people people think that. Uh, who else, man? Even Carson Palmer wasn't the same after that knee injury. No, the Bengals. I mean, they fleeced Oakland. Here's a little piece of Bengals trivia that autism helps me remember. Remember the two players that the Bengals got with the Carson Palmer trade for you know the draft picks I they made. I don't remember. I can tell you both of them right now: Drake Patrick, okay, and Giovanni Bernard. Right on. Yeah. Two bright spots in a dark decade. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a dark second half of the decade. Because, uh, well, I mean, the first half was just like cock tees, five cock teases in a row, basically. Right. Which sucked. But, again, neither here nor there. But we, uh, it was like a decade just like full of like playoff losses and 2021 happened. And, I mean, we lost the Super Bowl, but, God, it was just so fucking magical to watch. It really was. We weren't even supposed to make it, man. I was grateful at the end of it. I wasn't upset that we lost. I mean, I wasn't happy that we lost, obviously. Did I have a meltdown on the AFC North War Room group? I absolutely did. I mean, I, I fucking, like, I was... I was I, already kicked out. I got kicked out Titans week. What What did you say that got you kicked out? Look, so I'm in AFC North War Room, right? So that's not even Titans fans supposed to be in there. And, you know, all the, the Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland and Baltimore Baltimoreans, they uh, were all pretending to be Titans fans. Like, they've always been Titans fans or some stupid yep. shit. And so I said that Titans fans are the reason that family-related porn is always the front page of Pornhub, and they kicked me out. So funny, by the way. Because, like, no family talking. Like, it's just, you're just, it's the concept in comedy of a trigger word. Like, you see it, you don't even care what the context is. Right. You see and you're like, that's... It's what bugs me about comedy a lot nowadays, is um, crowds and audience members can interpret jokes however they want. Yep. And it's annoying. Yeah, it is what it is. It's like, I didn't mean that. It's like, well, it's what it it meant to me, and, and I don't like that. It's such fucking bullshit. Yeah, words have a definition. You don't get to change them. Yep, exactly. I'm right there with you. But we are gonna we are gonna make some jokes, and we don't care who we don't care if you're mad or not. Because Jay, I almost said Lloyd. <laughs> Jay, are you ready to take down the <coughs> goddamn Kansas City Chiefs? You you damn right. Yes. Uh, shout, first of all, shout out to Sports Drink, our network. They give us a platform. Find follow them on Instagram at Sports Drink, uh, spelled like uh, at Sports Drink. No vowels, just do um, S P R T S D R N K. Find them on the gram. This isn't a read. I'm just trying to do it from memory because Daddy Steve hasn't given me any reads of late. <laughs> I missed the chewy dick pills read. Andrew, put that back on. <laughs> Blue Chew was fucking right. awesome. Yeah, I knew you were talking about. Yeah. There was one episode like three years ago where we made Lloyd's daughter Lily read the Blue Chew ads. Yeah. The ent- I mean, he That's was- so fucked. How old is she? She was 17 at the time. 
That's, yeah, that's weird, man. <laughs> no, like, Lily is... Like, she was on last week. She's cool as fuck. I don't doubt that she's cool. It's just weird having a 17-year-old read a male enhancement to... The entire room was red-faced. Oh, I don't doubt it. It was the funniest. I was screaming laughing. <laughs> did they give you guys a hard time about that? No. Nobody did? No. And, like, uh, Lloyd, like, gave Lily, his daughter, uh, Sims money to do it. <laughs> it was so funny. But, enjoy your free plug, Blue Chew. But, again, ready to check on these Chiefs? Let's do it. <laughs> Mascot KC Wolf. He looks like a coyote with a chromosomal disorder. I agree with that. Dude, uh, he looks like a mascot that a seven-year-old drew. <laughs> I kind of said something similar. <laughs> Did you? Just like previously. Uh, but KC Wolf, the Chiefs fell so hard to the Bengals twice last year, I'm surprised the Chiefs mascot isn't a timber wolf. <laughs> womp, womp. And now that we've continued uninterrupted with uh, the episode of Fuck You Like the Bengals, <laughs> it was a good roast, roast session for Casey Wolf. Yeah. Let's get to the owner, Clark Hunt. Look at this dipshit. He looks like a TV evangelist who's getting ready to make an apology for a sex scandal. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you... Do you know Jeff Norris? I do not. Ah, he's a... I don't know why. Is he a TV preacher that no, has he's to apologize a, he's a for a lot of sex scandals? Oh, right local on. comic. Uh, Chiefs owner and cunty Jeff Norris, Clark Hunt. Looks like he's gotten the name Hunt after how often he's hunted for hair plugs. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. It just, I, it's just like, one thing that bothers me with owners, like, they have too good of hair. I think he looks like what Tom Brady would look like if he wasn't on that insane diet. Yes! Um, the GM, Brett Veach. Whatever, dude. That's Stephen Miller in a wig. I said he looks like if Andrew Scholes only wrote Yo Mama jokes. <laughs> I think he looks like Stephen Miller, kind of. Only without the bald spot. Yes, I agree. The owner of the Chiefs got him those plugs. <laughs> Coaching. Andy Reid. That's a great photo of him. I know. Way. He loves his Hawaiian shirts. Dude, he just looks so upset that somebody... Like, you can tell that's a stranger taking a picture. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's like, what are you doing? I'm at the airport. Yeah! Um, I'm glad that he could take a break from his long career of yelling at kids to get off his lawn to <laughs> be able to come and coach the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Reed's coaching tree includes 11 head coaches who have served under him. It's the first time I've heard of a tree of Andy Reid's that doesn't involve elves that make him cookies. <laughs> That's funny. I love that he's big on the Hawaiian shirts because he always looks mad. Just grumpy <laughs> all the time. He like, does. how are you going to look like a ridiculous asshole, <laughs> but then also have a scowl on your face all the time? I agree, dude. And look, in that picture, dude, so he's got like this weird dyed Hitler mustache thing going on where the middle of his mustache is brown, but the outsides are gray. Yeah. I have no idea. But, okay, so I found this, and I think it's so fucking funny. Andy Reid competed in a punt-pass-kick competition at the age of 13 in 1971. Wow. Do you see it already? Yeah. Guess which one Andy Reid is? The little bitty one? 
No. The tall one? He's the big one. Oh, wow. He is the... Dude, he's like a foot tall. What, is he an adult? He is 13. How old are the other kids in that photo? 13. No way. Like, he was a tank. Jesus. He doesn't look that tall on TV next to the other players. (laughs) Um, I did say Andy Reid competed in a punt-pass-kick competition at the age of 13 in 1971, where it looked like he was there to punt, pass, and kick the other competitors. He does? Man, he's a towering over those other kids. Um, it looked like someone opened up Andy Reed, put four little Andy Reeds behind him, and put Reed back together. It's it's a rushing, rushing, rushing Andy girl. Reed. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, but yeah, dude, Andy Reed. That's I found them like that's so funny. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, speaking of nuts, quarterback Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes looks like he could be a teenager on the old cartoon Doug. Yeah. He just seems so cartoony to me. Like his voice is cartoony? Yeah, and he walks like a kid that just got yelled at about something. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes has a son that he's uh, named Bronze, which is fitting since the Chiefs came in third place last year. <laughs> womp womp. That's good. I like that. Yeah. That did very well in Hootay Nation. <laughs> they got like 14 or so reacts, which was fucking awesome. Patrick Mahomes looks like he's always about to be like, no cap, son. <laughs> no wonder his brother said that so much. I feel like Patrick Mahomes, could. he looks like he could be Sammy Sosa's son. Yeah. But not like old Sammy Sosa, like, like current, current, ble- current bleaching yeah. white yeah. Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Uh... What did I have? I said Patrick Mahomes posted... This is a dumb joke, but that's totally fine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes posted a video of of his one-year-old daughter dunking a basketball in a tiny hoop. It was made even better one week later when he posted a video of his daughter beating his brother Jackson Mahomes in a game of one-on-one. <laughs> have you seen Jackson Mahomes? I don't want to think about Jackson. Me neither, but he still pops up. And we don't want to think about Brittany Mahomes, but we have to anyway. Uh, Brittany Mahomes made Team Brittany shirts to raise money for an anti-bullying organization after she received hateful comments online. Thanks to her efforts, that anti-bullying organization now has a bunch of extra shirts laying around. She's the reason that I fought against the Free Free Brittany campaign. (laughs) Alright, I I think I'm out of good jokes, but that is totally okay. Because uh, we have the backup quarterback, Chad Henney. Whatever, dude. That's Mike Pence on steroids. <laughs> uh, Chad Henney went to college at Michigan, which makes sense because he looks like he is the personality of a mitten. Yeah. No, he looks like he's from Michigan. He does. Yeah. A little boring. I mean, boring-ass white guy. Yeah, he looks like one of those... The, the reason I said he looked like Pence on steroids is because I, I used to always joke that he looked like one of those play school little people. Yeah. And so, like, with the plastic hair. Yeah. I agree. That dude looks like the same thing, only his hair is not white. Yes. Running back. Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Isaiah Pacheco went to college at Rutgers... And he expects to fill in the legacy of Rutgers running backs in the NFL, such as, oh boy. (laughs) It's a shame people can't see that. 
Brandon Alex, Rice, baby. Alex just switched to the screenshot from the TMZ video of Ray Rice knocking out his lady in an elevator. Yep. <laughs> that was fun. Are you, are you... That's all I got on Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> oh, man. That dude, he, he doesn't have a neck. Look at him. Yeah. He looks like that dude that keeps getting arrested without a neck. He got arrested again? Yeah, uh, just like the other day, the, yeah. Yeah, for like, what, stalking? Yeah, stalking is exactly what it was. Yeah, dude. I if ju- that dude smiled, he'd look like Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> he had to put the wig on, obviously. Yeah. What's up with that dude's little tiny goatee? That dude's got a goatee like devils and cartoons have. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're right on. Um, next up, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's sister, Madee has a form of muscular dystrophy, and somehow she is still a better running back than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jesus. As soon as you said muscular dystrophy, I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> Why is he saying these words? <laughs> you agreed to do this. I did. That dude, man, that dude has, he looks like he has that Wolfman disease, but he shaved the middle yeah. of his face. Yeah, and now he looks like V.A. Bennett. I don't think anybody's going to know what VA looks like. That's okay. Some of our listeners might, but that's okay. He does kind of look like VA, though. Wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster. Hated, 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 so hated. The hey. dude's a piece of shit. I don't even want to make jokes. I just want to watch him get hit by a car. Yeah, that'd be nice. So my take on Juju is, you know how... um. He danced on the Bengals logo. I that, do remember that Corvette, that Corvette song. I want the Bengals to take back that song because I would like I DJed for a Bengals tailgate one time and I wanted to play that song. My reasoning is people are like that's Juju's song, and I'm like not necessarily. It was. It's not necessarily Juju's song. To me, it's the soundtrack to Juju getting his ass kicked. Right. That's where I stand on that. Yeah, I could dig that. Because he danced on the Bengals logo. He knocked that shit off after that. I know, he got <laughs> lit up by Von Bell. Yeah, man. Um, This is this is a womp-womp, but Juju Smith-Schuster is known for his crazy touchdown celebrations. Uh, for a while, they were all the sports talk show hosts and pundits could talk about. And they were so talked about that I said, wow, the Jujus really do control the media. Jesus. Yeah, now I'm wondering if I should re uh, take back my consent to be on this podcast. That's all. Re- that's revoke, a revoke my consent. <laughs> I mean, he played with Ben Rob. He played with Ben Roethlisberger for years, and uh, if there's anything, if there's something that Juju knows nothing about, especially with playing with Ben, mainly with Ben, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, there's that word. Yeah. <laughs> if there's something that Ben knows nothing about, it's revoking consent. Dude, I feel like allegedly should be Deshaun Watson's middle name. Like, you know, they always like giving sports guys nicknames. Yeah. Like, especially fighters. But if he was an MMA fighter, it would be Deshaun the alleged Watson. <laughs> or if he if he was in WWE. Yeah. The Do alleged. you smell what my lawyer is cooking? <laughs> uh, and... McCole Hardman. He looks like he stars in a porn parody of Space Jam. Dude, I could see that all day. I don't understand how that dude can be a professional athlete when his eyes both look out. Like he only, 
He only has peripheral vision. He can see both the free safety and the strong safety in one look. But he can't see the middle. Nope. Can't see the middle of the field. Um, be, be, you know why? Because you know who is in the middle of the field. Tight end. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis goddamn Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey once had a dating reality show called Catching Kelsey. I remember that, man. Yeah. That shit is ridiculous. Yeah, not seen on the show were any defensive players as none of them can catch him. Jesus Christ, he's good. Man, he looks like... Do you, are, you ever, are you familiar with a rapper named Lil White? He was on 3-6 Mafia's label. He had a, his no. hit was a song called Oxycontin. Oh, that doesn't shock he, me. He looks, like, oh, he looks like one of those white SoundCloud rappers after he gets out of rehab. Yeah. Like, he looks like a healthy white SoundCloud rapper. Man, I do not miss sound... Like, because I don't DJ much anymore, I don't miss force, having to be forced to play shitty fucking SoundCloud rap. But I can see Kelsey doing it, man. Yeah. I, I can see him singing little white songs. Oxycontin, Xanax bars. Ridiculous shit. Upset stomach, diarrhea, <laughs> gay, small. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. That was super fun. But Jay, I think we got him pretty good. I think so. Yeah. So it is time for those sexy ass predictions and bullshit. Predictions and bullshit. I always, every week I say this is a winnable game. It is a winnable game. Bengals by three. It's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be a large margin of win. Not at all. Um, I'm going to go even bolder. Bengals by one. Bengals by one. I think it's three, but it could be one. I, it, all it needs to be is one. I'm happy with one. Uh, what is the line on the game? I mean, I guarantee the Bengals are favored. Or, I'm sorry, the Chiefs are favored. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, let's see. Kansas City is minus two and a half. Well, that's not a huge spread. No, not at all. Yeah. I, I guarantee a lot of people are going to be taking Kansas City minus two and a half. Because all they have to do is run by field goal. Right. I mean, the money line is plus 110 for Cincinnati. Yeah, I think sports bettors kind of are just either way on this game. Yep. I, I, I'm kind of either way on this game. If they lose, I, I realize as a Bengals fan, especially I realize as a Bengals fan, you can't win everyone. You can't win them all. You can't, but this is an important one. This would be another statement. This game and the Bills game, I think, uh, are hugely important. I think all the rest of the season is hugely important. We need more division wins, so we have to beat Baltimore and the Browns. Have to. Yeah, because uh, the lineup for the rest of the season, Chiefs, Browns, De- Chiefs, Deshaun's Browns, Patriots, single Tom Brady, Josh Allen and the Bills, Ravens. Yeah, we got we got to win. We got to win all the AFC games. We got we got to win the Bills game. Got to win this game. Gotta they only have one F- NFC game left, so they got to go twelve and five. Right, we can lose the Patriots game. We can lose the up. Patriots is the most winnable game. It is, but it's also the least, I think, important. Yeah, the least important. Uh, They're how? all important, really. I mean, if you look at the uh, the standings right now, most most of your top teams are within a game or two of each other. Yeah. It'll be fun. 
Um, my prediction is going to be Bengals 612, Patriots 611. Player of the game coming back from injury, Jamar Chase. He's going to have 20 receptions, 344 yards, 11 touchdowns, <laughs> two crunch wrap Supremes. For the rest of the season? For today. For, for today? For Sunday. For Sunday, yeah. I, I think 11 touchdowns is a bit of a stretch. Uh, but I would love to see it happen. Yep. Uh, he could get twelve. I think. I think he might get twelve. I think he might get twelve. Jay, what's your what, what's your bold prediction? Bold prediction. Uh Bold prediction of of just super unlikely shit that would be. But my bold prediction is this, and it's based off of AFC North groups on Facebook. And right how on. there's always an excuse for why we won. Yes. I think Mahomes gets hurt. Okay. And we still only win by three. You gotta face Chad Henney then. And for the whole rest of the year, I have to listen to these assholes and these Facebook groups talk about how we didn't deserve to win. My bold prediction. The AFC North War Room group is shut down. After Jamar Chase makes such a good catch. So what's going to happen? Burrow's going to throw a ball, hits the right upright. We clear? <laughs> it hits the right upright and comes back hits into the, the right field upright, of play. Comes back in the field of play. Jamar catches it. Uh, it's ruled a touchdown. And the, and the world spontaneously combusts so hard that Facebook uh, goes down with it. What is the NFL rule on that? Uh, can you hit the upright? Is the ball dead? I think the ball's dead if it hits the upright. All right. Is... All right, hold on. Because is... that's out of bounds, right? Yes. If the ball hits the uprights or the crossbar and bounces through the goal... Like... That's for a kick. That's for a kick. What happens if a pass hits the uprights? If a pass hits the metal uprights, it would automatically be ruled incomplete. Yeah, okay. So, my bold prediction, they're going to change that rule. <laughs> That's pretty bold After prediction. Jamar Chase <laughs> catches a ball from Burrow that hits the left and the right crossbar. I feel like that's the moment on like a wacky morning radio show where the other person goes, that is bold. And then you hear that. Dun, 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 and then like a rooster crow. It's uh, Tuesday night. Y'all want to know what that means. Or Half price apps till six. So either like a chicken sound effect or like a donkey sound effect <laughs> holy shit that is me while amber walks in are you guys making animal noises in there i thought this was a football <laughs> podcast nope straight porn no i'm more into gay porn oh with animals i don't think it matters yeah true um speaking of porn what are your plugs uh, I don't have anything to plug I was, right now. First man. of all, I was going more for a butt plugs joke than an actual Jay does porn joke, so I want to make that very clear. I got it. Thank you. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug right now, man. I just don't. I've Nothing that I have that's in town. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Nobody's going to listen to this and show up in my show in Detroit. You know what I mean? It's just... I, I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, it's a, a Bengals-specific podcast. I don't think there's a lot of people in other towns listening to it true i'm sure you have listeners all over the country but not like huge pockets to where somebody would come see me because of it yeah we like to just give everyone shout outs 
Plaza. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Uh, me, I will be at... Uh, I just have to wait for a big confirmation of this. I'll try to, I'm will try. i trying to be at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Nice, dude. On December 14th or 13th, I believe. 13th or 14th, whatever that Tuesday is. Um, December 23rd, that's a Friday, I'll be at Chameleon in Cincinnati. Breezy Lee is putting on a show. Lloyd's Girlfriend. So, show the fuck up. Uh, that's really all I got um, on the books right now. Uh, I'll be at uh, also be at a symposium uh, January seventeenth. Right on, dude. Yeah, the the showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, up there in um, uh, kind of the Hyde Park area. But all that being said, Jay, Alex, I think we only have one thing left to say. Yeah, I think so too. Fuck, Fuck you, Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals.